We're holding we're holding and and the very wide lines, the seventh line from the top of the wide lines. In the middle. We just got through saying that it's also for a Tamil Chacham to walk through a Makamati Nefis, a place where there's refuse. And the and you get why? Because it's impossible for him to stop thinking in Dibre Torah. The Gemara then made a distinction between Oymed is where it's Asr, Mahalech, when he's walking, then it's, it's permissible. So the Gemara asks, Did Rav Yechanan really make a distinction between when he's in motion as opposed to when he's stagnant? Rav Yechanan said, Rav Yechanan, the name of Rav Yechanan, Bechol makam that it's permissible to think in Divrei Torah in every location, Chutz mi beis ha-merchot mi beis ha-kisei. Except for a base and a base akisei. Yeah? Yeah. And if you're going to say that there, the reason why it's Asr, it makes a distinction between Ibn and Mahalik, is that true? He was following Rabbi Yechanan, and he would read Kriyachma when he was walking behind him. But when Rabbi Yavahu would get to places where there was refuse in the, in the alleyway, Ishtik, he would stop saying Kriyashma, seemingly because of the Mavos Hamotunafos. And there, if Rabbi Yochanan held that Mahalech was Mutter, so why did he stop? He was following Rabbi Yochanan, he was walking. So So he said to Rabbi Yochanan, Where do I start from? I mean, he realized he stopped. And he's paused for a while. He wants to know at what point should he pick up. And he responded to him, If you waited until you had finished the entirety of the Kriyashma, then then go back to the beginning. But if that's true, then it seems to imply that if you have to stop even if you're walking. Because if he held, you didn't have to stop when you were walking. He should have told Rabbi Abahu, Hey, what's going on? Why'd you stop? Ah, because it was Mavosa Matanafas, you don't have to stop in Mavosa Matanafas because you're a Mahalech. The only reason you would have to stop is because you're an Aymid, if you're still. To that, the Gemara responded, This is really what Rabbi Yechonah means to say. Avada Rabbi Yechonah holds of this distinction between Aymid and Mahalech. That if you're Aymid, then having fecal matter or something smelly is going to be a problem. And when you're Mahalech, it's not a problem. But what he meant to say is, Really, I Rabbi hold of this distinction, and therefore if you're walking in Mavos HaMutnafos and filthy alleyways, you wouldn't have to stop. But the Didcha, but according to you, Yoshita, the Svir Lecha, that you hold that you have to stop, even if you're walking, if you paused and enough time that you had finished the entirety of Kriyashma, then then you have to go back to the beginning. Yeah? So, Tanika Vasidir of Huna, Tanika Vasidir of Chizda. We brought one b'raisa, which seems to go with the opinion of Rav Huna, and we brought a different b'raisa, which seems to go with the opinion of Rav Yechonon, Rav Chista, I'm sorry. Again, Rav Huna is a Yemaniyachi Yadol Alpiv, and you can read Kriyashma. Yeah? And Rav Chista said, no, it's Asr. So Tani Kavah said Rav Huna, HaMahalich Bevavoyis HaMutinofus, if you're walking in filthy alleyways, Maniyachi Yadol Alpiv, you Kriyashma. Put your mouth on your hand in your mouth, and you can read Kriyashma. It's not a problem, even if there's filth in the alleyway. Tani kavasi Why specifically your mouth? I guess that's where you're saying Kriyashma, so your mouth is covered. Tani kavasi 
And then there's a brisa like Rav Chizda, Ha'imahalech Mavosim Etanafis. If you're walking in filthy alleyways, then no yikra Krishma. You shouldn't read Krishma. And not only should you not read Krishma, but if you were reading Pesach, you should stop. You shouldn't even continue. So we have a brisa. One brisa says you can, you're able to read, and that's like Rav Huna. And one brisa says you have to stop, and that's like Rav Chizda. There's a contradiction in brisas. So I asked the Gemara, according to Rav Chizda, that says you have to, you have to stop. So, lo pasak mai, what's the din if you didn't stop? What if you didn't stop? So I'm Rav Misha, a of Yeshua Navi, Rav Misha, the son of the son of Yeshua Navi, all of a chas of on that, that the Torah says about you, v'gam ani nasati lahem chukim loitivim, I also placed upon you laws that weren't good, mishpatim loyichi behem, and judications that you wouldn't live by. I mean, you say you're shocking, you're being political. You're taking off the yoke of heaven. It's like a person who's pulling sin with cords of, of, of nothingness, of frivolousness. No, he's relating to them as Mishpatim Layichi, is the rules that he's not living by. He said, Rather, that the words of Hashem, he was mevaza, davar Hashem, the Ainu, the divorim, the words of Krishna, he was baza, he, he belittled them, he disgraced them. Aye, but if he stops and he pauses according to Rav Chista, what schar does he get for pausing and not saying Krishna in those places? I mean, Rav Babu says, on this such a person who stops, the Pasuk says, davar Hashem with this matter, then he'll have a length of days, he'll live long. With this speech, the fact that he stopped his speech, he'll get long life. Amr of Huna, Rav Huna says as follows. And going back to our dinim of which parts, if a person's exposed, which part of his body is permissible from, say, Kriyashma, not able to say Kriyashma. Amr of Huna, let's say he had a talus wrapped around his waist, so that his chest was exposed. It's permissible to read Krishma even though his chest is exposed. That's not a problem. Tanya Nami Hachi was taught similarly in Abraisa. If there was a garment of cloth or leather or of a sack that was belted around his hips, it's permissible to say Krishma. His waist, yeah, his hips. But to pray, he has to cover his chest. And the reason is, because prayer, tefillah, is a imadifnei ha-melech, Rashi says. So if you're imadifnei ha-melech and have your chest exposed, you can't do it. But Kriya Shema is not imadifnei ha-melech. Therefore, it's mutter to say, even if your chest is exposed. Rav Huna also said a din, Shachach, if a person forgot, v'nichnas betfilin the beis ha-kisei, and he went into... The bathroom with his tefillin on. Maniach yado alayhen, he should put his hand on his tefillin to cover them. Ad yigmor, until he finishes. So that means that the person went to relieve himself, he's in the process of relieving himself, he should keep his tefillin on until he finishes the job. Yes, the Gemara, ad yigmor salkadaitoch, he should really wait until he finishes, that sounds like a little intense. I look at Amr of Nachmabar Yitzchak, rather the din is like Rav Nachmabar Yitzchak said, ad yigmor amad harishin. Rather, he should finish Amadarishan, he should finish the first mass of feces to come out. Then he should stop immediately, the altar immediately, and get up and take them off. Why should he allow himself to finish that first mass? 
Mishum de Reb Shimon Gamliel because of the din of Reb Shimon Gamliel. What was Reb Shimon Gamliel's din? Detanya was taught in a brayso. Reb Shimon Gamliel imer. Reb Shimon Gamliel says, "Amad achizeh maybe is haodam midei hadurkan." That if a person has fecal matter that's on the way out and then he pushes it back in, then you can get a sickness called hadurkan. And silun achizeh, and when he has urine that has to come out and then it goes back into his bladder, maybe it's haodam midei yarkin. There, a person get a different disease called yarkin. But since it's going to make a person sick, then Chazal were lenient to allow you to at least finish before, and, and not to stop the process midway. But Avadeh, after the first mass comes out, then you have to take it off. So now we just started discussing the din of fecal matter and where you're allowed to wear your tefillin and, and regarding to mavos and mutanofas, etc. We're going to continue that, different types of feces and excrement, which will pro- prohibit you to be able to say... Are these, are these sicknesses ones that we have like modern day identification? Rashi writes them in. in uh, yeah, the first is uh, jaundice. That's for Silon. It's a Yarkon is jaundice. I don't know what Hadrikon uh, is. Hadrikon Rashi says it's some kind of sickness which ruins your stomach. Yeah. Our blood, so this is like his least favorite dog ever. What, the cafe? Itmar said, Tsayal Basaro. Now let's say a person has soy, his feces on his skin, or his hand is in a base So there, that's a place where it's tantamount, right? It's also Asabitfila, so part of his body is there. So what's the din? Yeah, either if it's Basaro or Yodo is Menuchas for Besakise, so it's in a different Rishus. What does that mean? Your hands in the bathroom or your body? Correct. So now, are you allowed to say Kriyashma like that when part of your body has fecal matter on it, right? And it's a different Rishul, so you're in a Besakise, part of your body is in Besakise, but that's a different Rishul, so you're allowed to say Kriyashma. It's a Lamda Shakasha. Ravuna Amar Mutali Kris Kriyashma, Ravuna says it's permissible. And Ravchizda Amar also the Kris Kriyashma, Ravchizda answers. Amar Rav, my time is Ravuna, what's the reasoning behind Ravuna? Dichsiv, because it says in the Pasuk, Koyl Haneshama Tahalil Ka. That the entirety of the neshama praises Hashem, the neshama being anywhere where the air comes out. So if your mouth and your nose are not in the Besakise, your mouth and your nose are in a different rishus than the fecal matter, then it's permissible. Rav Chizda, but Rav Chizda disagrees. Amar also the Kirsh Kriyashma. It's forbidden. My time, Mother Rav Chizda, what's the reasoning of Rav Chizda? Because it says in the Pasuk, that all my limbs will praise you, Hashem, who is like you. And since all my limbs are praising you, Therefore, even the limb which is inside the base say the limb which has fecal matter and a different rishulis, that's still going to be a problem. Yeah. Don't we say anywhere earlier that you that you need to like thoroughly wash your hands and clean them before davening to water? Right, for sure. This is that tefillah. This is this is kriyashma. Kriyashma. Oh, but don't you do those like together in a sense? Like, a, Nowadays they do. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Listen, I'm saying it could be that the whatever reason, yeah. This is some of some of There's a dinner of some of correct. We'll see. I'm saying we already saw Mishnah, right? That if a person's in the base in the mikvah, if he's going to be able to say Krishna, we're going to talk about it in the Ahmad Bays, but a person's able to say Krishna, so he's right. Ah, he's not praying in the mikvah. Pashtas, I mean, there's a rabbit like that, but Pashtas not praying in the mikvah. Uh, right. Well, there's different right. Right. So that's We're going to talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. The Gemara, 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 the Gemara
We'll see, we'll see. Itmar. Itmar is stated. Now, what's the din of a bad smell that has a tangible source? Right? There's two different types of reyach. There's a bad smell that has something, a physical, tangible entity, which is the source of it. And there's something called reyach right? Just a bad smell, but there's nothing ta- tangible, like someone flatulated, there's a gas, something like that. There's nothing which physically is tangible, and yet there's still a reyach They're going to have different dinim. So reich rashi yeshlo ikr. If there's a bad smell that's coming from a tangible source, Ravuna Amar, Ravuna says the din as follows: Marchik dalad amos, distance yourself four amos from that source. The kore kriyshma and read kriyshma. Rav Chista Amar, Rav Chista disagrees. He says Marchik dalad amos mimokem shepasach areach. You should distance yourself four amos from the place where the smell stopped. The kore kriyshma and there only there you can read kriyshma. Now, that's the original Machlikas. Says the Gemara, Tanya Kavasei de Rav Chista. There's a Braisa which is a support for Rav Chista. What's the Braisa say? Lo yikra odem kriyashma. A person should not read kriyashma. Lo yikin egid sovas odem. Not in front of the feces of a person. Velo yikin egid sovas klavin. Not in, regard, not in front of the feces of a dog. Velo yikin egid sovas chazirim. Not in front of the feces of a pig. Velo yikin egid sovas tanagelim. Not in front of feces of a, of a rooster, and not in front of a pile of, of yeah, trash, whatever, refuse, yeah, that has a bad smell. One second, one second. We're in the middle of a brysa, we're in the middle of a brysa. One second. But if they were in a place that was 10 tfachim high, or it was lower, 10 tfachim lower, then Then he could say on it, he could sit right there and read Kriyashma. Vim lav. But if it wasn't ten tvachim high or ten tvachim low, marchik male enav. He has to distance himself as far as he can see it. Vechina And so too with prayer. He has to distance himself as far as he can see it. But reach ikar. But if there's a bad smell that has a source, then marchik dalan amas. Right? And therefore you should distance yourself for Amos from the place where there was the the Reach stopped, and there you could read Kriyashma. So that price is an explicit source like the Sheet of Rav Chizda. Come again? Why would you have a hammer that let's say cat feces will be fine? Like we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get there. Yeah, it's gonna talk about different types of feces. We're assuming Makomha Reach is not an actual thing, but it's a it would it would just have to say the It sounds like it's an actual thing. Why is it referred to as the Makamareach then? It's, it's no, not the smell, the smell's not the issue. The, the, the object is the issue. No, but I'm saying, you may hear it says. It was the place of the actual matter. Right, whatever we call it, the Makamatsoa. Here calls it as the Mokam Hareyach. So the Gemara understands that means it's the place where the Reyach stops. Yeah. Now, where does the Brice end? Period. Correct. Okay. Amir Rava. Rava says, Less Hilchasaki Amas Nisa. Allah is not like that, Brice. So very good, you found a support to Christina Brice, but Allah is not like that. Allah is like Rafuna. Well, the Kihadatanya, rather, it's like this Brice. That was taught. La yikra adam kriyashma. A person shouldn't read kriyashma. La yikra adam 
not next to the feces of a person, not next to the feces of a pig, and not next to the feces of a dog. When? In the time period when you put them in, you put leather inside of them at a tannery. It sounds like, though, that if you didn't put it in a leather in the tannery, then it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah? The leather inside the feces of the dog or the chazirim. Because there was a normal practice in order for a person to put the leather into it in order to work out the leather, in order to purify the leather. But so this other man, she teaches us that even without orus, it's still asr. It's still asr. Now, yes, the Gemara. He's not saying that, he's saying that, he said that the brysa, the first brysa is not true. Rather, the halacha is like the second brysa. And it's just supposed to do the second brysa. Come again? The klavim, right, correct. The din is, there's a different din. By klavim and chazirin, the din is different. That there it's only a problem if you put into leather into it, and that makes it smell worse. But if it was just so as klavim and so as chazirin, that you don't put leather into it, then it wouldn't be a problem. It's more makel, correct. It's interesting how, like, we seem just less scared of this type of thing in general. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I don't know how to do that in a halachic sense, but I hear what you're saying in a kilo in a philosophical sense. I hear. Yeah. 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 If there's a rare, a bad smell that doesn't have a physical source, smell. What's the din of such a din of such a smell? So Amalahu, he said to him, "Also, chazi hani tzipri de beirav, go look on the on the." Mats in the base midrash that people are sitting on, the Hanugasi. Some people are sleeping there and some people are learning. So it seems like when people are sleeping, they seem to flatulate. They don't. They're not uh, cautious about whether gas comes in and out. And nonetheless, people are still learning. So it sounds like it's permissible to learn in a place where there's a Torah. But that's only true when it comes to learning, because there you're stuck. There's nothing else you could do. What are you supposed to do? There's nowhere to go. Have a big Kriyashma, hello. But when it comes to Kriyashma, you can go out, you can say it somewhere else. Then you're able to, you're not able to say it when the place where there's a Reach Rasha in Bo'ikar. And when it comes to Divrei Torah, we only give you a leniency to learn when there's a bad smell that doesn't have a physical source. When it's, your friend is the source that generated the bad smell, your friend flatulated. But if you flatulated and you smell your own bad smell, then no, then it's usher to continue to learn in that state. Now, Anulam de Shakasha, Itmar, it was stated as follows. So, Iveris, what happens if you have fecal matter that's on the move? For example, there's a bedpan. You're in a hospital, in a bedpan. You're in a hospital, there's a bedpan full of fecal matter, and a nurse is carrying it to dispose of it. So are you allowed to read Krishma if the fecal matter itself is on the move? Abai Amar Mutu, Likras Krishma. Abai says it's Mutu. Rava Omar, but Rava holds Osar. Likras Krishma. It's also to read Krishma. Amar Abai, Menon Aminilo. How do I know, Abai, that it's permissible? The Tana was taught in the Mishnah. Hatame, Oimitachasa'ila. And if a Tame, if a person with Tumas Tsaras is standing under a tree, Vatar Oiver. And a person who's pure walks under the tree, then tummy, that pure person becomes tummy. Why? Because the tummy person was standing still. 
But if there's a pure person that's standing under the tree, and a person with Tumat Saras passes under the tree, then he still remains Tahar. So we see that the, the Tumah, while it's on the move, doesn't constitute a Tumah. So, so too, the fecal matter doesn't constitute a fecal matter. But if you stand still, this Tameh person with Tumat Saras, then Tameh, then the person that was standing there before him becomes Tameh. So while it's on the move, though, then Tzoya Veris is not considered so, and it's Mutter. And so too, not even a tummy person, but even a stone which had tsaras on it, if it was moving, it wouldn't defile the other person sitting under the tree. But if it was still, it would defile him. That's Abai's proof. The Rava Rava would respond to him, Over there, whether or not you become tummy or tahar from Tumas uh, Ohel is dependent on Kfius and whether you're fixed. How do we know? Because it's Xer Sakasav. Right? There it says you should sit by yourself. Outside of the machina should be a Meshav. But you're only Batame when they're in a Meshav, in a sit setting, a fixed setting. So there it's Xer Sakasav, which limits the ability for a person with Saras to be Matame to defile someone else. But Hacha, when it comes to feces, it says that your area has to be clear, it has to be Kaddish, it has to be pure. It's not true when there's excrement passing through it. It's not clean at that point. And therefore, Rava says you can't bring a proof from. Yeah. You can't bring a proof from to Saras. These things are really connected to Kiyush. What? These things are really like... The question. The question is: Is a moving fecal matter considered fecal matter that would prevent you from from being able to say Kriyashma? So Abaye tries to bring a proof that something on the move isn't considered like it's in your location. And he brings that from Tsaras. So you're right, Tsaras has nothing to do with Krishma, but it's bringing you a proof that something on the move isn't considered like it's there. Whereas Rava says it's not true. That's a unique halacha regarding Tsaras, but regarding other dinim, it's not true. Correct. Correct. Amr of Papa, Rav Papa makes a statement, Pi the anus of a pig, Tzoa Overus dummy, is tantamount to Tzoa Overus. Tzoa Overus is the moving fecal matter. What does that mean, like, when a pig walks past you? Correct, correct. When he's walking past you, we assume that his anus has fecal matter in it, and it's always going to be Tzoa. Oh, but, now, but it's on the move. So now it goes back to Machlik Sabai Rava. Correct. So ask the Gemara, that's obvious. So Lod Svicha, the Chiddush is coming, even though the pig is coming out of a river and you might think it's clean because it's coming out of the river, the answer is no, we're still concerned specifically by a pig that this fecal matter there. I'm Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda Zanudin, Suffolk Tzawa Sura. If you have a Suffolk where there's excrement there, feces there, it's Asr. Suffolk Meraglayim, but if you have a Suffolk where there's urine there, then Mutarim, then you're able to. You're able to say Kriyashma. Ikra Amri, there are those who say, I'm a Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda said, Suffolk, Suffolk, Bebayas, Mutarin. If you have a Suffolk, whether there's feces in a house, then you're able to read. Ba'ashpa, Asura. But if you have in a place where they, in a trash dump, then it's also if they have a Suffolk that there's feces there. Suffolk, Meraglayim. But if you have a Suffolk, whether or not there's urine, when it comes to, even in a dump, it's a mutter to read Krishna. So what's the explanation? 
They have the opinion like that statement of Rav Hamnuna, the Amr Rav Hamnuna, because Rav Hamnuna said, Lo Asra Torah, the Torah only forbade saying Kriyashma in front of urine at the Keneged Amud Bilvod, except in the except when there's an amud, when there's a stream of urine. So when the stream is coming out of the person, that's when there's a problem on a deraisa level. But if it's just the puddle on the floor, so then that's not a deraisa, that's only a derabanan. Mm-hmm. Like the statement of Yunison, the Yunison Ramiksiv, right? Rav Yunison asked a contradiction in Psilkim. Right? In one place it says that you should put your, you should have to go out of the machana. And then you should leave the machina in order to go use the relieve yourself. And in a different place it says that you should have a what's that those little shovels called a spade. You should have a spade. You should have a spade because he said say and you have to cover your refuse. So it's a contradiction. Do you have to leave the machina in order to relieve yourself, or do you just have to cover it up afterwards? Hakit said, how do we explain this apparent contradiction? So, kan begdelim, kan begtanim. It depends. If we're talking about gdelim, then you have to leave. But kan begtanim, you just have to cover it. Al maktanim le'asra Torah el keneged amud bilvod. Therefore, it must be that the Torah only forbade the meiraglayim while it's coming out, while it's while it's actually in a stream. And the proof is because you don't have to leave the machene. If it was even in a puddle, it was going to be also on a deraisa level. Then that would be no leave no room for distinction between the. Halacha of Gedalim and Halacha of Ketanim. Hanafula ara shari. So if it fell to the ground, then it's permissible. For Rabbanan who degazibahu. And the Rabbanan were the ones who decreed on it. And when the Rabbanan made decreed on it, that was only when it was for sure that there was urine there. But if you have a doubt, then they didn't decree. Now, Yes, the Gemara is follows. Bavadon. Now let's say we know there's for sure urine there. We're certain there's urine there, right? Vadon is like, we're certain. We're certain there's urine there. Ad Kama, how much has to remain from that urine in order for it to be a problem? Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel. Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Kol zman Whenever it's wet, whenever it's moist, any kind of moisture from the urine is enough to make it that you're not able to say Kriyashma. You, you could pretty you can see pretty well. I'm saying what? It's not like a mount. It's like it's like. It has to be moist. If there's a moisture on the ground. So even if, even if like gone to the ground and like you take a whole. But the correct. That's that's absurd. Correct. So that's basically anything. Also, yeah. Otherwise, you're not seeing it. We're gonna see. We'll see soon. Maybe it's not 100 percent accurate what you're saying. We'll see. And so too, Rabbi Baruch Hanna said, "I'm a Rabbi Yechonon, the name of Rabbi Whenever it's moist, and so to Ula said, whenever it's moist. But Geneva, but Geneva was a person that was named of Amora, in the name of Rav, Amar, he said, whenever there was some kind of mark. So that seems to mean that even though it's not moist, if I could somehow tell that someone urinated, even if it's not moist still, nonetheless, that would be a problem. This is more of a stringency. Correct. So I'm Rav Yosef. Shari loy mori legneva. He said, "What? Well, Geneva has gone uh, above and beyond here, right? That we should be literally." Rashi says we should uh, we should try to be Michael Geneva for saying that in the name of Rav. How could how could he say such a thing? It really means to permit him. It means Rashi says it means to be, to be Michael him. Michael Geneva for saying something like that in the name of Rav. Rav would never say such a thing. 
Here, when it comes to Tsoa, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav, that since it became dried, the outside became dried, right, it got like a little crusted, it's mutter, it's permissible to say Kriyashma, that already lost its halach of being Tsoa, so So when it comes to urine, so it's obvious, I want to sound moist anymore. So even if it's a Nikra, all the more so that it's going to be mutter. Urine's for sure more lenient. Samarlei Abaye, huh? As they said, they have to be shorter, they have to be Michalim. Samarlei Abaye, so my respondent, my chosest to Samcha Saho, how come you're relying on this statement? Rely on this statement of Rav Huna that said in the name of Rav. That soa, that feces, even if it's dry like clay, it's asr. And if that's true, then Geneva has a place and ability to say in the name of Rav that if it's nikarishumo, if it's still recognizable, some kind of sign, then it would still be asr. They both said in the name of Rav. Correct. So the question is which one is reliable? So okay. Geneva's relying on the second okay. one. Yeah. And and the, who's a review? Uh Reviusif is going on the first one. Has the has the Geneva has the second example with me It's not a contradiction. Because all Geneva said was that if it's a Shumonikar, it's still a problem. My urine. My urine. Aye, but feces we said that feces, even if it started crusting a little bit, it's much of the Rikriashma. So Ganeva would say, no, I don't go like that statement of Rav. I go like the other statement of Rav, that it has to be dry like clay. It has to mamish be dry, 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 and not just a little bit crusted in order to make it permissible. That, that and there, right, that's not a contradiction to Rishuma Nikra. Rishuma Nikra means that there's some degree of moisture, but it's not, like, it's not moist still. It's moist enough in order to see it, but, right, that's what it seems like. So I asked the Gemara, what's this look like? What's the case where the feces is comparable to clay? Whenever you throw it and it doesn't crumble. Yeah? And some say, whenever you can roll it and it doesn't crumble. Ravina says, I was standing once in front of Rav Yehuda, Midifti, from Difti, in Chazat Soa, and we saw feces. Amrli, he said to me, Ayin, go look, Ikanu Ilo. Look to see if it started crusting or not. Amri, Hocha Amrli. Right, and that obviously would be like the first statement, like Rav Yosef, and not like Geneva. But Amri, but some say, Hachi Amrli, go look at it. Ayin, see, Ima Fluya Fluya. Go see... If it's a fluya fluye, we'll see if there's cracks in it. Meaning to say, huh? if it's really dry, it's dry like cheres, like the second statement, correct. So my havi Allah. So what's the din? Now, meaning they will say, once there's so many sveikas, and what's the halacha of tzoa, and how dry it has to be, what the Gemara wants to know, what's the halacha? Itma tzor kecheres, amimah amaras suro. Amimah says it's also to say kriyashma in front of it. Amar zutra amimut teres, amar zutra says it's to say kriyashma in front of it. Amar Rabbi says, Hilchasa, the halacha is as follows. Tzoa kecheres, if tzoa is dry like clay, osur, it's also say kriyishma. Meiraglayim, but according to meiraglayim, kozman shmat fichin, it's also say kriyishma whenever it's moist. But rishumon nikr seemingly would be permissible. Okay, so, the 
this word, the second part, the second thing is is the halacha, but b'nei is still wrong. Or b'nei is still not halacha. Correct. would be a problem. You're saying that only matvichin is a problem, but is mutter. And we still need the tzoa to be the dry, like the Even tzoa kecheres is also. Meaning the tzoa is never mutter. Yeah, that's what it seems like. The tzoa is a shayla with the raisa, and the shemunikar is a kilo matvichin is a shayla with the rabbanon, so we're more lenient. Wait, so kecheres is the less dry one? More dry. It's like a rock. It's like a rock. Dry like a rock. Is he saying that that soa like soa so, 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 and asura in Merik Lion is called Marshmatika is asur or or is or is mutter? It's asur. But Rishimunika would be mutter. But then it's made by Merik Lion called Marshmatika. We didn't get that yet. That's what we're about to get to. We didn't get that yet. Nice way. They come out challenged. Merik Lion. When it comes to Merik Lion, calls Marshmatika and so when it comes to miraglaim, whenever they're wet, it's also like kriyashma, but if they're absorbed into the ground, they dry up. It's mutter. So my love nivlu dumida yavsha. Is it not that we're saying that it was absorbed into the ground that's comparable to it dried up? My yavshu shumanikra. The same way when it dried up, there's no mark, uh, viewable mark. So too when it comes to when it's swallowed up, shumanikra. Right. So too when it's swallowed into the ground, also there's no visible mark. But how is Shumanikar? If it's recognizable, then Asr, then you can say Kriyashma. Afogavde in Matvichin, even though it's not Matvichin. And therefore, that seems to be contradictory to the previous din. The Kasha is as follows. The Kasha is that the Gemara is comparing Nivlo and Yovshu. And Nivlo and Yovshu, it seems to imply that it has to be that it's so dry. That Yavshu means it's dry. So if it's dry, there's no Rishu, there's no mark which is recognizable. So if we're comparing Yavshu to Nivlo, it has to be when it comes to absorbed into the ground, it's also not recognizable. And if that's true, the implication is Rishuman Nikar is Asr. So how can the previously say that only Madfichin is a problem, implying that Rishuman Nikar is Mutter? Here, this statement implies that even Rishuman Nikar is Asr, because the only thing which is Mutter is when it's Mamish Yavish. So it says the Gemara. Nivlo has to be Mamash Yavish, correct? So the Gemara asks, you can't deny from this Brysa, because the Taimech, I can make an opposite inference from the Brysa. Eimereisha, make a precise reading from the Reisha. Kozman Shematfichin, whenever they're wet, Huda also, that's when it's Asar. Harishuman Nikar. But if it's recognizable, Shari, then it's permissible. So rather, we can't derive from this Brysa one way or the other. The Gemara says the Brisa starts off Meraglaim calls Manch Matfich Nasurin, so that's only when it's Matfiach. But if it's Rishuma Nikarin, it's Mutter. So from the Rish of the Brisa, it implies Rishuma Nikarin is Mutter. From the Seif of the Brisa, it implies Rishuma Nikarin is Aser. So since we can't derive from the Brisa, that's not a variable. That's not a viable way in order to prove the Machlekas. So says the Gemara Leima Ketanai. Maybe we'll say this is a Tanaic dispute. If you have a vessel that that urine spilled out from, then you can't read Krishma in front of it. And urine themselves, right? And urine itself that spilled, if it, if it was absorbed into the ground, then it's mutter say Krishma. But if it wasn't absorbed, then also you can't say Krishma. Rabbi says, my, whenever it's wet, what's the din? Nivlo. 
I'm sorry. Kol zman shemat fich. And Rishi says, whenever it's able, whenever it's still wet, then it's asar. So he asked the Gemara, "My nivlo or my nivlo?" The Kama Tanakama. What's the mean when the Tanakama said nivlo and he said no nivlo? Ilima nivlo. If he meant that when it said it was absorbed, the ein mat fichin, that it's not wet anymore, then lo nivlo, the mat fichin, and lo nivlo is that what? That it's still wet. Master Rav Yosi, and then Rav Yosi came lemeimar to say, "Kol zman shemat fichin, who da aser." Right, whenever it's wet, it's asr, harishuma nikar shori, but if it's still recognizable, it's permissible, hainu tanakama, they're saying the same exact thing. If it's wet, it's a problem. If it's not wet, it's not a problem. So, what's nivlo mean? That there's not even a recognizable mark. But what's it mean that it wasn't absorbed? That there, it's still a recognizable mark, but it's not matfiach. The Asr of Yesi, and of Yesi came, the member to say, Kolzman, whenever Shemat Fichin it's wet, Uda Asr, that's when it's forbidden. Harishuma Nikar, but if it's still recognizable mark, then Shari, then it's permissible to read. Says the Gemara Lo. That can't be the Yishuv of the Braisa. Why not? He doesn't explain. The Kuleyalma, it has to be though that everyone agrees, Kolzman Shemat Fichin, whenever it's wet, Uda Asr, that's when it's Asr. Harishuma nikr, but if it's a recognizable mark, shari, then it's permissible. The hacha, and here the machlekes is, that it has to be wet enough to make something else wet. That according to the Tanakhama, it has to be so wet that when you touch it, you now have the ability to make something else wet beside you. Whereas according to Rav you don't need it to be tefeach You don't need it so wet that it can make something else wet. But even if it's wet enough to make you wet, even if you can't transfer that wetness onto something else, nonetheless, that's wet enough to make saying Kriyashima a problem. Says the Holy Gemara. We're now back to the din of the Mishnah. The guy is a Balkari. He's going to the mikveh in order to say Kriyashima. Yeah? He's Unbelievable, right? You thought we were over. No way. So now, he's going into the mikvah in order to say Kriyashma. If he's able to be Ule before his man Kriyashma, he should be Ule and say, right? If he can't, fine. Says the Gemara, Lima Tana Stama Maybe the Tana is being him. He's paskening like Rebbe Eliezer. That he's saying that the reason he has to get up and say Kriyashma in the mikvah is because he paskens like Rebbe Eliezer that you only have till Neitzacham until say Kriyashma. That means we have a Mishnah, a Stam Mishnah, like Rabbi Yazar. Says the Gemara, no. I feel tamer Rabbi Yeshua. Maybe it's even like Rabbi Yeshua. And you really have till three hours. The Dilma Kavasikin. But maybe he's telling you that even if you hold like the Vasikin, you're trying to be Makbid like the Vasikin, you could still do this. Tamer Rabbi Yochanan, because Rabbi Yochanan said, Vasikin, the old people that were particular about fulfilling mitzvahs in the best possible way, how you going saw, they would finish Kriyashma Ima Neitzachama, with Neitzachama. Yeah. Now, the din was, if he can't get out, he should cover himself with water and say Kriyashma inside the mikveh itself. That was the din of the Mishnah, yeah? If, if I were Yeshua, and that he's just suggesting the Vatican, why would you, like, sacrifice your Kriyashma in a bad way in the mikveh to do something that's not actually required? It sounds like the hidder of Vasikin is better than the, the Mayal of saying Kriyashma, right? Yeah. Hiddish, masculine. So says the Gemara, Vahari Libero is if he's covering himself in the water in the mikvah, so then his, his leave is going to see his makam erva. So how is that permissible? 
Amar Rabbi Elazar, the Itamer of Acha Bar Ava Bar Acha, Mishum de Rabbeinu, they all say this in the name of Yehuda Anasi, but my Machurim Shano, the Dami Kamaras Michta, she lo yira liba yervasa. Must be we're talking about my Machurim, dirty water, which is comparable to having ground covering you up, and therefore his heart doesn't see the his erva, right? And therefore that's not a problem. Tanur Abanan, the sages taught Abraisa, Maim Tzlulim. If they have clear water, Yeshiv Behenet Svara Vikuri, right? You don't have to have dirty water even. If the water is up to his neck, he can sit in the water and read Krishma. Vyeshimrim, and some say that that's not enough. Rather, Lichron Biraglav. He has to kick his legs around so he's not able to see. He has to make the water movement so it looks white, so he can't see. Vatanakama, ah, so the Tanakama, how come he doesn't have to kick his legs? Hari Liberose Erva. His heart sees his erva. That's a problem. So says the Gemara, no, it's not a problem. Because our Libra is erva is mutter. He says, he hold, doesn't hold of that problem. He doesn't hold Libra is erva's problem, so it's mutter. Yes, the Gemara, Vaharia Kivaro is erva. Aye, but his heel sees his erva, right? And that's for sure a problem. Why uh, is Libra is erva a problem? We saw it, so there's a Tanushita. Kivaro is erva is a problem. I don't know. How does the heel see? Hazard? It's under the water. What do you mean? How does your heart see? Heart and mind. Wait a second. So he holds it. What's the problem? Heel's not a problem. Neither can your heart. I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking metaphorically. I want to talk practically. It's only capitalistic. Okay. That was so you wouldn't see your erva. That that if his heel sees his erva, mutter, then it's permissible. But negeya, but what if his heel's touching his erva? Then Abai Amar Asr, Abai says it's Asr to say Kriyashma, but Rava Amar Mutter, Rava says it's Mutter. Ravzid Masnila Lahashmait Sahachi. Right? So Ravzid taught the, this teaching as follows. Ravichinina braided of Ika Masnila Hachi. And Ravchinina taught it differently. Negeya Divriakal Asr. When it comes to someone, their heel touching their erva, then for sure it's aser. Roe, but when it comes to their seeing it, their heel seeing their erva, amar bai aser. Amai says aser, verava amar mutter. Right? And verava says it's mutter. Why? What's the swar of rava? The Torah wasn't given to malachi ashares, right? A person wears pants. How is it possible? His heel, sometimes, is not going to see his erva, especially he used to wear tunics back in the day, whatever they used to wear. So what? How is it going to be that the, the heel is not going to see the erva? It's an impossibility. But this just means that any time the heel is uncovered? They wore sandals also. I don't know. Because they used to wear tunics. It's a svara. You can't be machayev my heel not to see my erva if I'm wearing a tunic and sandals. Because what do you want from me? Right, so as long as it's covered. So even if it's not covered, a kiva row is erva is not a problem. That's how rova knew. The Hilchasa, and the Allah is, Nagaya Asr, if your heel's touching your erva, it's Asr. But Rawa, if your heel sees your erva, then it's Mutter. Amir Rava, now we have a new din, a whole new discussion. 
What happens if I have fecal matter in a lantern, right? In a glass encasing, behind a window even, right? Whatever it is. Then it's mutalikris kriyashma kanegdo. Then it's permissible to read kriyashma next to that window because it's in a different rishus. Shh. It's in a different rishus. But erva bashashis, but if I see an erva through glass or an erva through water for that same price, then also likris kriyashma kanegdo. Then it's forbidden to read kriyashma there. When it comes to fecal matter in a lantern, you can read Krishma. Because when it comes to fecal matter, it has to be covered. And here it's covered by the lantern, it's covered by the glass encasement. But when it comes to a, an erva, a place of nudity in behind glass, then also the Krishma connected, and it's forbidden. The Torah says you can't see something. And you see it. So once you see it, even in my glass, it's a problem. Now, Amr Abaye, Abaye says another din. If there's any amount of fecal matter, you can cover it up with your spit. Amr Rava says it's true, but let's qualify that. It has to be a thick spit. You have to hack a lugi. If you cover it with a lugi, then it works. Just to cover it with some spit... Regular saliva that doesn't work. Now, Amir Rava, Rava says another din. So a beguma, let's say you have fecal matter in a pit, in a hole. You could put your shoe on top of the hole. The hole is now covered, and you can read Krishma, no problem. Mar, the son of Ravina, asked, What happens if you have fecal matter on your shoe? So, in one way it's covered, and one way it's not covered, it's not in a hole. So my, what's the din? Says the Gemara Teku, the question stands. We don't have an answer to that. Do we need it to be in a hole or not? Is the fact that it's covered between the ground and your shoe enough or not? I'm Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says as follows. A new shayla. It's an interesting shayla. Akum orum. If you have a non-Jew that's naked. Also, it's forbidden to read a Kriyashma Kenegdo next to it. So yes, the Gemara, may I akum? What's the Kiddush? Why are you saying this specifically by a non-Jew? I feel you saw Nami. Even by Yisrael, it's also to say it when they're naked. So Yisrael, pshitele, the Aser. When it comes to a Jew, that was obvious it was Aser. But a non-Jew was, needed, was a Kiddush. Why? What would I think? Since it says in a Novi, yeah, that their flesh is the flesh of donkeys, I would think that it doesn't have a din of an erva. Halachically. Kamash Melon, therefore, comes along the Rav Yehuda to teach me that their flesh also constitutes an erva like we said by Shem and Yafes they didn't see the erva of their father Noach was a non-Jew and therefore they didn't see his erva it must be that non-Jews also have an erva so continues the Gemara you can't cover yourself when you want to say Kriyashma with bad water or water that you that you put flax seeds in which smells bad until you pour water inside of it the how much water do you have to put in and continue to put in rather this is what it means to say you shouldn't cover in them whatsoever you totally shouldn't cover, uh, cover yourself with them because they always smell when it comes to you want to say Krishna in front of them you have to pour water in it in order to nullify them, in order to move out to the and that allows you to read. 
Tanarabanan, the sages taught, how much should you put inside of it in order to be levato the meraglayim? Mayim kolshu, any amount. Rav Zakai disagrees. Revius, he says you have to put in a revius halog of water in order to mevato it. I'm Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman says, the whole question is only how much you have to put in at the end. If the meraglayim comes first and then you put water in. But if you, from the onset, any amount of water works. Because we'll say, kama kama bottle. Every amount is bottle in the water. So each drop of urine keeps getting bottle, bottle, bottle. Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef disagrees. The whole dispute between the Tanakhama of Zakai is only from the onset of Al-Basif, but after the Miraglaim came first, everyone agrees you have to put a Rav of water in in order to nullify the urine. Rav Yosef, the Shmai, Rav Yosef said to his servant, I see Lee, Rav Yosef, Demaya, Kerav Zakai. Bring me a Rav of water like Rav Zakai.